Hey, it's Jordan. I am uh, here. Uh, don't mind this green screen behind me that's literally green. Uh, we'll say status quo is currently under construction. So, uh, But we got Lauren Ashcraft with us. You are uh, a New Yorker running in the 12th district um, against a very, very entrenched, um, you know, I would say corporate Democrat, Carolyn Maloney. Um, obviously, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was a successful New York uh, story as far as uh, progressive campaigns go in 2018. And uh, you have an interesting story, kind of mix of working class story, blue collar meets immigrant, uh, great immigrant story. Uh, so before we get to your congressional race, kind of talk about a little bit about your background and uh, your roots that led you to uh, decide to run. So as you mentioned, um, I do come from an immigrant family. My grandmother, my dad's mother, is from Japan, and she met my grandfather when he was serving in the United States Air Force in Japan. And they got married and had my father, and then immigrated to the United States, specifically to Mannington, West Virginia, where my grandfather was from. And after he was uh, finished serving in the military, he started to uh, work in a coal mine as a, as a miner to feed his family, and unfortunately was a victim of the 1968 Farmington mine disaster. Mm. And uh, this unfortunately left my newly immigrated grandmother um, with limited English and limited understanding of the culture in the middle of West Virginia uh, as a single mother. And she fed her family on the small social security checks from my grandfather's short work history. Um, he was actually only one year older than I was when he passed away. And um, she was left with a small plot of land where she tried her best to, you know, grow crops and, um, feed the family as best she could and then she worked very hard and in a foreign language for her which is English um, earned a GED and then put herself through nursing school and worked the remainder of her uh, adult life as a nurse and then earned herself a retirement so my grandmother is one of the strongest people that I've ever met and she inspired me to to fight through difficulties and fight for what's right and inspired me to run for congress mm -hmm. because i saw just knowing the stories of what her and my father went through facing serious uh serious racism um as my father was growing up and as my grandmother was trying to provide for her family and seeing how we're treating people coming to this country seeking a better life is really just striking a nerve with me um so she has you know she has given me everything i know about the american dream story and how i see immigration and my grandmother until her very last day which was unfortunately during this campaign in may um, she, she was very, very proud to call herself an American, and so are so many other immigrants that come to this country seeking a better life. And um, I don't think that we have the right to look at people seeking a better life and to be able to say, mm, not you. Like, right. if you want to come here and, uh, you know, become part of our culture and bring your culture with, with you as well and share it with us, um, 
who are we to say you're not able to become American like the rest of our ancestors as well. So my grandmother really inspired me and I grew up with a very strong sense of what the, what it means to come to this country and become an American. And on the other side of my family, my grandfather was a trailer mechanic and um, owned a small, small business uh, where he repaired and sold trailers. And he fell one day and became a quadriplegic, just fell off the back of a truck. And that, that is how I spent my teenage years, just um, helping to take care of my grandfather and watching my family kind of change everything to, to make sure that my grandfather was cared for. And that also opened my eyes to see him being ignored by laws and his representation and I saw everywhere that I'm walking around um, everywhere that he would be prohibited from because it required someone to step up into the business or restaurant or park and uh, I also saw the financial burden being carried by um, my family and my grandfather um, for the cost of an electric wheelchair and for the cost of his medical care and now that I've been sharing the stories of how I am so passionate about fighting for disability rights and visibility and accessibility for everyone so many people have been reaching out to me to share their personal stories which I'm so thankful for and I hear over and over that if you're surviving on SSI payments uh, you know, if you're on disability and you rely on that payment as um, how you're surviving and feeding yourself and what if you're feeding your children on that too? Many times it's only a few hundred dollars per month and that does not cover the cost of, for example, if you need lights on your electric wheelchair because you should be expected to be able to leave your home and go down the street like everyone else but unfortunately if you are surviving on SSI payments you're basically living in abject poverty and I have not seen representation fight for um, better and equal rights for those with disabilities and that's something that's very central to my platform and basically in summary I am running because I see that what, represent, what representatives are fighting for are the big ticket items that are getting them big dollar donations. Mm -hmm. And that leaves everyday people with everyday struggles, new immigrants, people surviving on social security checks, people surviving on disability payments and trying their very best to stretch that dollar as far as it goes. I see those people getting ignored, and I am fighting for the 100%, not just the 1%. And uh, the district you're running in, the 12th district, parts of Manhattan, parts of, uh, is it Brooklyn? Yes, parts, parts of, of Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, and then uh, an island in the East River called Roosevelt Island. Right, right. So, Carolyn Maloney, uh, she's been in Congress a very long time. Uh, kind of yes. from the Nancy Pelosi uh, wing, I would say, very corporate. Um, but, you know, kind of establishment, voters know who she is. Uh, she probably throws little crumbs here and there, but definitely not uh, a Medicare for all type of person, uh, you know, a Green New Deal, these kinds of things. Uh, kind of reminds me a little bit 
of a, a Debbie Wasserman Schultz in terms of like the area she represents, uh, the kind of more, uh, you know, wealthier area, particularly the Manhattan side. Uh, what inspired you to take her on uh, and how do you kind of take down that kind of entrenched, uh, you know, Democrat in New York? Yeah, so I live here. This is my district and I see it as being right in the middle of New York City and one of the safest blue districts there are in the whole country. And we have this opportunity right now. This is you know, you're seeing this movement get built and started uh, with this progressive wave in 2018 of new Congress people. And there's another wave coming this time around across the whole country. And we have an opportunity to actually have true progressive leadership and take a very safely blue district in a truly progressive direction. And uh, one thing that I will say about Carolyn Maloney is a lot of times she does end up eventually like signing on to things like the Green New Deal, but she has been in office for 26 years. And this climate emergency, especially now with the Amazon on fire, mm. it's something that we should have always been cognizant about and always been vocal about. And it took brand new Congress people getting elected into office to bring this to the forefront of our conversations. And what I want is not someone who waits to see what's popular to talk about and uh, uses the trending hashtags and buzzwords to keep her base. I want someone who's at the forefront and leading a truly progressive direction in in this district that should be progressive anyway. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen that in my district and I am really excited about being part of what's hopefully leading us in this direction in, in District 12. And also uh, gentrification, which I particularly call economic terrorism. I don't like I don't like the yes. term gentrification because essentially it's corporations just doing what, what they please. And people are very yes. fearful of not being able to pay the rent, uh, feed their kids and all those mm -hmm. things. Uh, New York City, poster child for gentrification. Affordable housing uh, is pretty non-existent unless you're lucky enough to be in uh, a rent control department from the 1980s or 90s. Um, yes. You know. If you were uh, elected, how do you put a dent in that in New York City? Because obviously it's the biggest city in the world, uh, some of the biggest corporations in the world, some of the most greedy, uh, powerful real estate developers in the world. Uh, I don't believe Carolyn Maloney has done anything on that. No, and if you look at who her don donors are and where her donations come from, you'll see a lot of big real estate donors. Um, I accept none of that money. No corporate PAC money, no super PAC money, no big real estate or fossil fuel industry money. And I do support universal rent control. And one of the things that uh, I do believe has really prevented affordable housing is the fact that a lot of these uh, representatives have taken this huge money as influence from one of the industries that keeps affordable housing out of our neighborhoods and you can you know with the Amazon second headquarters that would have been basically right outside my window um, Carolyn Maloney was one of the people that kind of wavered on whether she supported this huge corporation coming and plopping down right in the middle of one of the last 
and I'm using quotation marks, affordable corners of the district um, that would have raised uh, the rent exorbitantly and it would have pushed people who are clinging on to their housing out of the district. And I myself used to live in a portion of the district called Turtle Bay and my rent kept increasing every single year that I lived there and I got pushed out to the Queens part of the district which was a bit of a homecoming for me because I have previously lived in Queens and happy to be here but I am an everyday member of the district and the lack of affordability has affected me and I do not appreciate that so many of the representatives have taken this influence from huge real estate developers. And one of the things that we can also work on in, um, in New York City is, as you'll see in the news and also right now, uh, there are so many rallies and protests going on, is um, we, have, we have dilapidated public housing we have children in public housing that have had lead poisoning because of the lack of care and updating. We have uh, leakage from pipes and moles in our public housing and NYCHA as a whole has not gotten the attention that it deserves. There are so many people that rely on NYCHA to have a roof over their heads and to have a safe place for their family. And uh, one of the things that I would like to do is ensure that public housing and uh, housing authorities uh, receive the funding that they need to provide uh, stable and safe and clean and updated housing for everyone that needs it. And I do believe that housing is a human right and we have not had uh, the kind of vocal leadership that we need in order to make sure that everyone in our district, city and country have a home. And, you know, the presidential election, obviously, uh, Bernie Sanders has been kind of painted as out of step with America. And, you know, people are liberal, but they don't want, you know, universal health care or free public college or any of this stuff. New York City is a big uh, melting pot. Got some of the wealthiest people in America, also some of the poorest. Um, yes. You know, in, in the interactions you have with people during your campaign and just day to day, can you kind of talk about... Um, do people seem against uh, in your district, uh, you know, health care uh, that, that the government would pay uh, run or, you know, free public college or, you know, a $15 minimum wage? Uh, because it, you know, it's being painted that it's not just the Rust Belt, it's just the entire country that is not in step with uh, the Bernie Sanders type policies. Uh so this kind of question and thing being thrown around, this is why I so appreciate independent media such as your show. So thank you so much for spreading actual facts. Thank you. Um, but no, I, like I wish I didn't have to work a full-time job while I'm campaigning full-time at night and on weekends, but I'm doing it because if I didn't have health insurance, I would die, to be quite, quite honest. Um, and so many people are working multiple jobs, multiple part-time jobs in the district to be able to pay for their not affordable housing, to be able to uh, buy healthcare from the marketplace, which could be upwards of $1,000 a month per person. And whenever we see that 
uh, District 12 is one of like the wealthiest districts in the country, we're missing the fact that that's on average. And there are so many people struggling to pay their rent and to have food on their table and to have health care. And so many people that have gone to the emergency room as they're between jobs and they're going to be paying that bill off for the rest of their life. So, no, I, uh, I don't know who uh, these media sources are talking to, but I, every study that I've seen shows that if everyone has uh, universal health care, then the costs go down for everyone. And also it would increase our life expectancy, it would increase our quality of life, and wouldn't it be nice if you didn't have to think about the bill you're gonna get if you have to go to the emergency room. Mm -hmm. Because that should be the last thing on your mind if you need to go get urgent care. And I have a family member who actually thought for weeks that he was sick, uh, just had some sort of stomach virus and kept putting it off and putting it off. And the last thing he wanted to do because he has a one-year-old baby is go to the ER because he's trying to save up money to be able to pay for the baby's food and daycare, which is also not affordable, by the way. Um, so put it off and then eventually was so weak from not being able to eat or drink for multiple days that um, he had to go to the emergency room and it ended up that he had uh, something blocking his intestine and if he waited one more day, the doctor said he could have died. So this is the kind of thing that people are thinking in the back of their mind, consciously or subconsciously, I am gonna wait this out to see if it goes away because I don't want that co-insurance bill or I don't wanna co-pay or if, that's if you're lucky enough to be insured. If you're not insured, then you're gonna get thousands of dollars in bills and they might just keep coming. I have, I, you know, it's awful. And I have never met anyone who's like, man, I wish I didn't have health insurance or man, I wish I had higher co-pays or <laughs> I can't imagine. So whenever you take the party out of it or you don't make it about Donald Trump or Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren and talk about the fact that we have this, basically we have this parasitic middleman, private health insurance that just sits in the middle uh, between us and the hospital and sucks out this money. And they exist solely to do that. Um, and if we take that parasitic middleman out of the equation, then costs go down for everyone. And once you explain it like that, I can't imagine that anyone would be against it. And uh, last question, I know from other progressives who have run kind of uh, David Goliath campaigns, uh, there's a lot of shenanigans in big city politics to try and stop progressive candidates and challengers uh, from taking on incumbents, from you know ripping down their lawn signs to trying to <laughs> trying to get their signatures thrown off, uh, any issues you've been facing, uh, whether from Maloney or anyone else, on just running a, a, a legit, legitimate campaign or meeting deadlines and things like that. Um, I am a project manager by trade, and I started this race very early, and I am annoyingly organized. Oh, perfect. And 
<laughs> so I also have been really blessed with having a team that has volunteered and people have volunteered their expertise such as attorneys and accountants and people that are helping me to dot my I's and cross my T's. So, so far, you know, I have been asked to not run and I've, I've been trolled and none of that bothers me. I am in this, you will see me petitioning to get on the ballot. I'm not going anywhere. And uh, yeah, it's, none of that bothers me. Right. I'm, also a, I'm also a stand-up comedian, so I'm used to being heckled anyway. So oh, you, me. You buried that me. You buried that at the end. That's good. I, we need some comedy <laughs> in these uh, oligarchic times. Uh, how can people find out more, whether they want to volunteer, donate, the whole nine? Uh, where do people find you? Yeah, so I am at laurenashcraft.com, and if you go to that website, you will also see a very unavoidable orange donate button. Every single donation, no matter if it's small and recurring or large, if you happen to be able to, makes a huge difference for our campaign, and we're looking to make some of our first hires at this time. So thank you for considering donating to help fuel this, like you said, David and Goliath fight. Um, but we're... I'm. I'm not going anywhere, so you're just helping to facilitate this process by donating to our campaign, so thank you so much. Great, and uh, you know, we're in the area, uh, same area, so keep in touch as the campaign continues. Absolutely will, and uh, I can, you can also find me on social media at Vote Ashcraft, and please be sure to reach out and comment and ask any questions you have. Thanks, Lauren, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Hope you enjoyed that last video. Hop on over to statusquo.com where you could sign up for our email list and become a member for as low as five to ten dollars a month. Membership is how we grow. That's statusquo.com slash join. And remember, join our email list so we can grow the revolution with you. Stop.